Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Greetings, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners. To this Gen X Grown Up Podcast Special Edition, this is Looking Back on Looking Forward 2018. <laughs> I am John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? That makes for a very complicated title. <laughs> it, it is very complicated. <laughs> you may be asking yourself what the hell this is. Yeah, I'm asking that myself. <laughs> if you're a longtime fourth listener, you're going to know right away what we're talking about. If you're a relatively new listener, you're going to be lost. And I want you to know that this is not what our regular show is like. So you might want to check one of our other episodes first. But for those recent or occasional listeners, you should know that on our regular episodes every other Thursday between the backtracks, at the end of our show, we do a segment called Looking Forward, where we talk about what we are interested in that's going to happen between that show and the next time we record a show. It could be uh, something we're doing in the world or a movie we want to see or a TV show we want to watch or a a game we want to play, whatever it might be. And uh, it's a neat way of kind of like looking into the future as to kind of what we might talk about. Yeah. Uh, However, because of the way the world works, sometimes those things don't get followed up on. And being kind of a little anal retentive sort of nerd in the back of my head, I'm like, those are threads. (laughs) I'm sorry, you're saying a little bit like, uh, that's just the funny part. (laughs) Hey, now. (laughs) I could be detail oriented sometimes. So often we will. Like I'll say, hey, I want to see that Holmes and Watson movie, right? And then an episode later, I saw it and we talk about it. So often we look at things and we don't then circle back and talk about them. In this show, I want to take the chance to look back all the way through the year 2018. I went through every single show and found any time we looked forward to something but did not then follow it up in another episode. And this is going to be us interviewing each other, looking back on the things that we looked forward on in the year. Make sense, guys? Sure. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) With that rousing, ringing endorsement, I think we are ready to kick off this looking back on looking forwards 2018. 18. <laughs> what are you doing, Inspector 12? Mm-hmm. Comparing our new Haynes waistband with Fruit of the Loom, trainee. Here, pull it. Men know our comfort weave waistband fits better. For one thing, it's stronger. Wow, is it? <laughs> Let's get things kicked off on looking back on our looking forwards, going all the way back to the beginning of the year, January 4th, our first episode of the year. Oddly enough, not all three of us were here. George, you were overseas on a pseudo vacation at the time, right? Yeah, I was busy dying. That's what I was doing. You were, yeah. You had (laughs) some some medical issues on a trip, the holidays. And so luckily our buddy MC Murr filled in for us. And uh, Murr was looking at a game he was looking forward to called Kingdom Come Deliverance. So I hit up MC Murr and he is here with me right now. Murr, hey, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. John, how are you? I am great. Thanks for taking a second to sit down with us and look back. Always, always. You said, Murr, that you were looking forward to Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yep. Let me ask you first, did you finally get a chance to play it? Absolutely. What did you think of it? Was it worth the looking forward to? At first, I thought no. And that was just Mm -hmm. at a glance from what I saw of it. I mean, I got into playing this thing. And, you know, the thing just seemed to trip over its own nuts. And, you know, I halfway expected that from a game that obviously could not be as heavy budgeted as something like, say, from Bethesda or something like that. 
But uh, I was trying to keep an open mind about it. Just the combat controls were just not there. And it just it left a lot to be desired. But then I had a whole onslaught of comments on some of my review videos of people telling me I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> this game had your opinion. Well, I'm not. But you know what? Strangely enough, and you know that I'm fair with my commenters. I hear these people out. This game gained instant cult status with the PC. And where were you playing? You were playing it on PS4? Or playing or it Xbox on PS4. 4? Yeah, okay. I don't really do the PC thing. And it was because right. of mods. The same reason they love Skyrim and some of these other games mm-hmm. in that uh, dynamic is that they oh, can it's just... so extensible and you can tweak it. Yeah, yeah. They can mod the poop out of it. Now, one of the chief complaints with this game, platformer or otherwise, was the huge pockets of emptiness in this game. Just empty areas. Hmm. And that's, I guess, part of the blank canvas that these people had to work with. They did so many things with the textures, with the graphics, with all the different stuff that they could do with this thing. And it doesn't seem to me like they're even really paying attention to the game itself, which... At its core is a real game in that it is not a fantasy game. There are not dungeons. There are not dragons. It's like the 1400s and they paid really close attention to making sure that the weapons and the armor were correct for the period. And yes, there are large areas of forests that you'll walk through and nothing is happening because in reality, that's how it would be. Mm -hmm. A lot of the game is just extremely tedious by design. (laughs) That doesn't necessarily make for a great game if you're just wandering aimlessly looking for something to do. (laughs) And you know, and while that is the case, you can still find things to do. There are still a lot of things to do, but it's going to be all wrapped up in a big package of just absolute tedious gameplay, and especially <laughs> at its core, at the combat. The combat is just rough, man, because it's first person, and you've got all these different angles. You got to work with the thumbsticks to work these different angled slashes and stabs out with your swords. Turns out the tutorial is like twenty hours long. Jesus, <laughs> holy moly! Not exaggerating. That's not crazy. exaggerating. And if you dare try to play That's the game, nuts. it's not going to bother to teach you anything you're going to miss vital parts of things you're going to need to know i mean food spoils you can overeat they tried to make this so dadgum real and on a bigger budget they might have done better with it i appreciate why they don't have that and i'm being more understanding of the game now and you know that being said i am still having fun with it at face value knowing what i have here it's got its glitches and its issues but then again so did skyrim and so did witcher 3 all games that big do have issues so back in january you were looking forward to it i was so now looking back at it uh you know we do the five token rating system how many tokens would you give kingdom come deliverance looking back now god that's just such a tough one because again the people that I'm arguing with would give it five straight up. And if I gave it any less, they would scream at me. They would insist that this thing is better than Skyrim. It's better than Witcher. And don't suggest otherwise. And that's all on the premise that it's so real. This is subjective, though. This is the MC Murr opinion. It is. Completely valid. Don't worry what they're saying. What do you think of it? I'm going to give it a strong three and a half tokens. And I'll tell you why. I've got to deduct points for, it's almost unfair to do that. Because again, we're talking about budget here. We're talking about, they're not going to have the graphics engine of these bigger publishers and whatnot, but. Well, they're still playing with the big dogs. So, I mean, your budget is what it is, but if you're going to market yourself as that, you got to be compared to that. Even though it's got its shortcomings, once you learn what they are and stop getting mad at them, you can really enjoy this world for 
what it is. It's brutal. It's cold. It, it is very realistic. And that does, in a sense, bring something very unique to the genre. Again, no dungeons, no dragons, just swords, iron, the clanging of steel, the blood, the killing. And I can appreciate that. All right. Well, MC Mark, <laughs> thanks for taking a second out of your hectic schedule to look back on your looking forward with us. Hey, you can count on me. It's a pleasure. His one comment, though, that I thought was kind of funny is like, you know, I'm playing a, like I'm playing something like Assassin's Creed and my dad was watching it and he's like, right. you can't do people can't climb walls that fast and i'm like yeah. if i wanted to climb walls at realistic speed that's life right. <laughs> yeah yeah that's not fun so a 20 hour game. tutorial that's not a game right that's weird <laughs> okay let's move forward then to january 16 george i got two of them for you you ready sure <laughs> why not <laughs> boy he's just so into this he is he's amped uh, so the first thing you were looking forward to was uh, another superhero series on TV, I think, called Black Lightning. Uh, yeah, I watched an episode. Oh, really? One episode? <laughs> yep, pretty much it. I guess wow. you know where this is going. Yeah, I watched one episode. I, I, me- I kept meaning to go back to it, but other things just kept churning up to the top of the heap, so to speak, and Black Lightning just kept getting pushed down and down. And it, it didn't grab me from episode one, so I guess that's why I didn't really okay. go back to it that often. I know they're in season two now. Oh, they really are. So was it bad or just wasn't quite for you or don't know? Uh, Just didn't grab me. I mean, you know, shows like The Gifted, they grabbed me. Other shows, you know, this was this was more on the um, on the Inhumans scale. But Inhumans, (laughs) I felt a little bit closer to because I had read that comic book growing up. Black Lightning wasn't one that I read. So, you know, it's just there's too much out there to be able to keep up. with. There's so much good stuff on. You're right. I mean, mean, you want to give it a little bit of a chance, but yeah, there's finite time, right? You got to exactly. pick your battles. Well, while we've got you in the January 16th timeframe, you were looking forward to a film. If I remember, it was it's actually a film that your son was very much looking forward to and you were enjoying sharing it with him. Uh, Maze Runner, The Death Cure. Yeah, this was the final one of the Maze Runner series. I, I know we went and watched it. Honestly, dude, it's January like a year ago. <laughs> I can't remember a week ago, but I, I remember that we enjoyed it a little bit. I remember that he really enjoyed going to the film with me because it was his idea and suggestion. I can't even really remember how the movie ended, though. Really? That was kind of, yeah. Well, this is really isn't your franchise, I think you said, right? It's really something your son is really into and you enjoy doing it with him. So it's not, is that right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not Lord of the Rings. If this was Lord of the Rings movie, obviously that's something I read as a child. So <laughs> you I might was remember very the into ending it, of I that. remember. <laughs> yeah, but Maze yeah. Runner, it, don't get me wrong. It was a good film. It was a fine series and all, okay. but it's not something that's going to stick with me. Fair enough. All right, let's move forward into February. Uh, February 15th Uh show. Mo, you said you were very much looking forward to seeing Annihilation. Now, we have talked about Annihilation a little bit, not on the podcast. Yeah, that started a walk and talk by you, didn't it? But we never circled back to see what you thought of Annihilation because it was something that you were actually looking forward to. So did you see it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And what were your thoughts on that? I really liked the movie. The end was odd. Yeah, which is the debate that George and I kind of had on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I understand the points, although I think this case, though, I think the ending was fine. Like, I didn't think it was like one of those. It didn't leave too much mystery there or it left just enough mystery, I thought. But I thought the movie, I think it lived up to what I was expecting. Um, You know, the special effects and the acting was just a freaking amazing. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Well, I think the movie itself was great. I mean, my only criticism was I I felt like it. they didn't figure out an ending. But, you know, I mean, George and I, we could debate on that another 20, 30 minutes, I guess. But (laughs) 
at least another four or five videos. Apparently, maybe so. Yeah, it, I think it was a good film. I enjoyed it. I guess probably if it had been a worse film, I wouldn't have cared about the ending. I just I wanted more closure. It was kind of my there. Thing. You go. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So George, back to you. Also in that same show in February, hmm. you were looking forward to, and this is weird. You have forever been a huge fan of the whole Walking Dead franchise. Sure. And yeah. I don't recall that you were very much looking forward to the mid-season premiere of The Walking Dead, but we didn't talk about it again. So I'm sure you watched it. I did. Absolutely. Yeah. That year I watched the mid-season premiere right as it came out and finished, and it was a whole good ending because if I remember correctly, that was the season where they ended up with finishing out the whole Savior storyline. Yeah. And that was probably one of the better storylines that they had in the entire TV series, if for no other reason than the actor that they chose to play the main bad guy in that one. Negan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, Negan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan pulled that character kicking and screaming into our television sets. And that whole second half of the season, including that mid-season premiere, was some of the best Walking Dead television that they've had. Now they've since hit some bumps in the road, and I'm not real happy, and I'll let everybody know. (laughs) One of the reasons why I'm not talking about it on the podcast as much anymore, I haven't watched a single episode since episode number three this year. Wow, they lost a hardcore fan. Yeah. What happened to episode three that turned you off? Well, so that was the Carl Death episode. Oh, yeah. Actually, I never watched that. I yep. totally skipped that oh, episode. Lost another fan. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, actually, I, I watched stuff after it. I just didn't oh. watch that episode. Okay. Yeah. So Carl's death was that one. And then there was some stuff that I hadn't picked up on because I try to be careful staying away from Walking Dead news during the off season. Sure. And I, so I hadn't picked up on it, but there was a thing going around that there was a rumor that Rick was going to be leaving the show, which yeah. totally makes no sense to me. And of course he has left the show now, as I understand it. Although, like I said, I haven't watched the episodes. I don't know how I'm going to come back to it. My family keeps asking me each week, Hey, are we going to catch up on all these Walking Deads that we've been missing? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I suppose, but you know, I'd rather watch the Titan games right now. So fuck it. Uh, they've really taken the uh, wind out of your sails with that. That's too bad. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Sorry to uh, rub salt in that wound. So. <laughs> That's going to be this whole whole episode here. I mean, this whole Is show. It? Oh, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> probably a reason why we didn't talk about some of these things. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right. I mean, sometimes we don't follow up on these because maybe they were garbage or we didn't even circle back. Or sometimes just things, you know, come up and they get in the way, too. So yeah, that's true. Uh, let's move into March. Mo, you were looking forward to something called Sneaky Pete. Yeah, that was a show that uh, it's an Amazon original. Uh, it's a series. George, you can tell me this guy's name as soon as I do it. He's the guy who was in Giovanni Ribisi. Thank you. He was- <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, great actor. And it had like and the first season was pretty awesome because it's like, you know, it's kind of like one of those sting kind of things where Ocean's Eleven where the whole series you think something's going on a certain way and the last episode you find out, oh, actually here's what he's actually been doing. Okay. It had kind of a neat ending. Season two, to be honest, I watched the first couple of episodes and I just, it just fell off my radar. Mm, that happens to me so much with shows. It's just, I have like strong first seasons and then I'm like, nah, I feel like I've had enough of that, which is too bad. Yeah, it's just the, what that causes. do anything that grabbed me the second season mm. for, you know, for whatever reason. Well, I think a lot of it also points out the fact that there are just so much content out there now compared to when we were growing up. <sighs> you know, if you had a certain series that you liked, you could stick with it because there wasn't a lot of other competition out there for your viewership time. But now, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, even if it sucked, you're still going to stick with exactly. it because there's nothing else to watch. Right. <laughs> you follow it to the grave. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's why shows could endure such long runs with such high audience ratings. Like, not to say that it ever sucked at all, but like MASH is a perfect example of that. If you tried to run MASH in today's environment, there's no way it makes it the length of time that it did back then. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, it had strong episodes yeah. and, and weak episodes and seasons. 
seasons where actors changed out. Exactly. And, but people followed it just because it was right. MASH and it was one of the biggest Same players. Same thing with and, like you know, a TV be... series like Cheers. Eventually, that that's going right. to go the way oh, yeah. of the Dodo after season three in today's environment, if it makes it that far. <laughs> well, actually, that's probably really season one. Right. But... It might not have been. That's just an important fact, though, that there's so many choices out there that you see something. And, oh, that's interesting. The trailer looks great. And you watch a few episodes. Oh, that's kind of fun. And then like 20 other things come out that you're trying to watch. That are also interesting yeah. and fun. Right. So let's uh, a little bit later in March, a couple more here in the first quarter. George, drone oh, team. Yeah. You were looking, <laughs> oh my God, I remember that. You were prepping to build a custom drone. I remember you were buying a whole bunch mm-hmm. of parts and you were prepping stuff. You had your quad hands ready, you had the soldering iron hot. And then we haven't heard <laughs> a lot about it. So fill in our listeners. We've even had people write in and say, you know, what's up with the what's up with the custom drone so where you at what's going on with that uh, it's in the box <laughs> is it the completed yeah, like in the box parts, or in, not, in parts no, in the no, box it's, okay. it's in parts in the box they're still all packaged up so i ended up going it, it wasn't because i don't have an interest in drones anymore I still have a big interest in drones uh drl finished a little a few months ago the third season of DRL finished and my guy finally didn't win. He won the first two seasons, but he didn't win the third. I think that's Drone Racing League for those of us that drone haven't racing heard League. of yes. Okay, yes. sorry. That was was. <laughs> I heard Mo looking confused. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still very into drones. I still like to fly the drones that I have that are pre-built, but I haven't had a chance to get back to the build of the drone because of two things. Number one, finding the space to build it in has been rather difficult. I was going to try and build it in my boy's townhouse because they had a spare room, but then that got turned into the Comic Sans studio for a while, so that made mm-hmm. that very difficult. Right. And then when that series ended, we were going to go back to it, but then they had somebody move into that room, so I didn't have that space. The room that I could use over here that's the empty room is just totally full of stuff, so I don't really have anywhere there. And it's not just building the drone video. I want to film it so that it can be part of our YouTube channel. Sure. Yeah, setting yeah. up all the camera, because it's going to take multiple cameras, multiple angles, as mm-hmm. I'm starting to get a little bit better with YouTube and watch other people's YouTube channels and how they do it. Cause you know, you want your close-ups of your soldering and you want your fast paced overview stuff and everything, but it, it's kind of a daunting project. So I think that's why I've put it on the back burner. I know that pain too. It's like you're paralyzed with all the things you need to do to get started. So sometimes you just don't get started. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you. So it's still on the, on the back burner. It's going to happen. It's still you think. there. It's yeah. Just, uh, yeah. I'm, yeah good. I paid for everything. I got to do something with it. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't lost the love of drones. You no. just, other things have come up and gotten in the way. Yeah. Yeah. Life is, does that, doesn't it? Mainly laziness has gotten in the way. That's also a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a victim of that myself. All right. So one more here, Mo, in the same episode, I had gotten the new 4K uh, camcorder and I think Georgia got mm-hmm. one and then you went and got a new 4K camcorder. Yeah. Uh, and you said you were looking forward to starting to use it. You just gotten it, like maybe you just got it in the mail or maybe about to get it in the mail. So uh, how was it? How did you enjoy using it? Are you still using it? What's up with that? Uh, I haven't used it in a while actually <laughs> it's yeah. like one of those things where it's like you know using my phone is just so much easier uh yeah <laughs> that you know and from a picture quality standpoint i mean the phone's camera is pretty awesome mm-hmm. i mean especially since we're not doing any you know we're not 70 millimeter full feature whatever yeah it's just so much harder to set up and break out the charger yeah, and all you, that get stuff, charger, right? you have to yeah. get sd cards and you gotta transfer to stuff where the phone's just like so much simpler so i wound up giving the camera to my daughter to use for filming her Whoa, you gave it away stuff. really I gave it to my daughter to use for her cost plate so okay. she can film that. And so you just didn't get it back. It's, it's gone now to you. <laughs> yeah, never it's never to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the end of that. Hershey Real milk chocolate, I love that Hershey bar. Hershey Gibbs. 
We have made it to the spring of 2018. In early April, we had a couple more things that we haven't followed up on. And one of them is going to ring very, very similar to something we just talked about. George, you were looking forward Mm -hmm. to Fear the Walking Dead. (laughs) I see a theme. Because I'm not a Walking Dead fan, straighten me out. I think, isn't that like a, it's a spinoff or a sequel-y kind of thing? What is that? Yep, series. It's a spinoff prequel. Okay. Yeah. So they took the Walking Dead universe and then they showed they spun it off to a different side of the country. Original Walking Dead is starts out in Georgia, moves up into the Maryland, Washington area. Okay. This fear of the Walking Dead starts off in California. However, it's at the very beginning of the zombie apocalypse, whereas yeah. Walking Dead, Rick Grimes is shot, goes into a coma for a period of time, oh, and when I, he wakes I up, actually everything's watched already that happened. pilot. Right, right. I yeah. remember he wakes up in the hospital and there's nobody there. Yeah, exactly. Right. exactly. The zombie apocalypse is full flown. Oh, yeah. so you kind of see what he slept through. Is that the deal? Right. This is yeah, uh, that's what it started out as. Now it did yeah. move further along in the timeline, and to the point now, the two shows are actually in the same time period, at least as far as I can tell, because they've actually transitioned one of the actors who's very famous who plays Morgan oh. from Walking Dead over into Fear the Walking Dead. All right. Yeah. So there's been a lot of that. Now I haven't watched a single damn episode, so I can't tell any more. No, at all? I haven't. Zero. Really. It's, so this this cropped up around the same time that you lost faith in the show, it looks like, because it was just a couple yeah, months it's, later. It's just hard, like I said, to find time to watch all of this stuff. <laughs> it's, no, I get it's it. Okay. I it's get okay. it. <laughs> and especially because... We, yeah. You know, these days you have a DVR, you have your, you know, your hard drive full of all your episodes. So you're like, oh, I can get to that later. And then you have other things that crop up. Like we watch Walking Dead stuff as a family. (laughs) So coordinating all of our times. Kind of wait to maybe later. And yeah, if mm -hmm. any one of the three of us aren't as into it that night or maybe somebody's sick or something, then we don't watch it. And then three other things pop up and you start watching them and you forget to go back. Then you're three episodes behind and then five and then you're half a season behind. And next thing you know, you're like a season and a half behind. You're like, okay, well, how are we going to schedule a 15 episode binge watch for three people? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah that's again, like you're paralyzed with a weekend. That's terrible. Type of yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry again to rub salt in that wound. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still interested in it. It doesn't oh, make yeah. me feel bitter or bad or anything. It's just, I haven't caught up with but it. But I, I know the feeling. It's like, I really, really want to watch that. And now I'm remembering that here's like, it's almost like this emotional debt. They're like, I want to see it. I want to care. I want to watch it's it. Like the but I just, of having like all the books you want to read stacked up next to your bed. Yeah. And you just keep adding to the pile. <laughs> yeah, or your backlog of Steam games that you bought on sale that you just can't get started on. Yeah, it's tough. Yep. Uh, so, Mo, same episode in April. You were looking forward to Dwayne Johnson <laughs> running around with some uh, some giant monsters. The Rampage motion picture. Oh, yeah. I liked it. <laughs> it I was mean, fun, yeah. So you did see it. I did see yep. it. It was it was a fun, brainless, stupid movie that I loved it every minute It wasn't Skyscraper. It giant sure. monsters destroying the city. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, yeah, it's not going to win Academy Award or anything like that, but it's it had action and giant monsters blowing up buildings and ripping things apart and fighting the military. And it was everything I hoped for. <laughs> What's not to love? I mean, really? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, I saw it. It, it, it. Basically, it was exactly what I thought it would be, which was fine. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the same here. I said it, it met my expectations perfectly. The trailer didn't hide anything on it. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Right. Exactly. Right. And I appreciate it. it didn't try to be anything else either. Right. It was... It 
was what it was. You know, it's a goofy, just like a throwback to the old Godzilla movies, right? You know, it's they didn't take it necessarily super serious, but they didn't take it slapstick humor either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let's move forward a little bit into uh, May. We made it to May of 2018. Finally, one that I didn't follow up on. I don't know if I look forward to less or maybe I'm boring and just follow up anyway because I can't think of anything new. But well, you are, you know, Mr. Completionist. So I guess so. Yeah. I was looking forward to uh, an HBO original movie, Fahrenheit 451, which was based on Mm -hmm. the Ray Bradbury novel. Yeah, I did watch it. I did. You know, maybe I didn't finish it. I know I watched it. I did. But it was starring. Uh um, I see where this is going right now. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was Michael B. Jordan starred in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Michael Shannon, too. Right. Uh, Yeah. Yep. That's right. And uh, I read the novel. So I know the novel. And it was. I think I remember watching it and not finishing it, which is probably why we didn't talk about it again. I found it to be really, really cool. Whenever you see a novel that you know well and you see it, you're always going to be very critical because you know all the minutia in the back and every every word you read and they have to they have to trim a lot of that away. And plus, if you read a book, in your mind, you know what that world looks like and what those characters look like and they never quite match. And so there's this dissonance in your head when you're watching something based on a book you know. So I just found it to be, I think it was a quality film, but because I was I knew the book so well. I read it several times when I was in school. I ended up not finishing it. There's these firemen and their job is to set fire to books and 451 degrees Fahrenheit is the temperature at which paper combusts or whatever. And it was all, yeah. it was a big book burning movie. Uh, and there's a fireman who <laughs> finds out that maybe firemen used to put out fires and talk about saving books maybe. I guess probably didn't finish it because I knew the end of the story and I, unless there was a super twist on it, it was uh, it was decent. I'd probably give it two and a half tokens out of five based on what I saw. It's almost like if it's a series, you know, that you don't stay invested in. There's so much to watch that sometimes I don't even finish a film if I'm like, nah, if I pause it and I'm not motivated to come back to it, there's always something else to watch. So that's probably why we didn't talk about it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I saw it also and it was okay. Exactly. It was okay. Serviceable. Yeah. It didn't like, you know, but didn't like wow me or anything else either. You know, it was, it was okay. It was a, it was well done. It yeah. was not an Academy Award winning moment, but it was okay. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John, you've been picking on Mo and I an awful lot about the stuff we didn't follow up on. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, really? What about you? In the May 24th episode, you talked all about something that we all three, I know we loved season one of, The Toys That Made Us. And you were talking about being looking forward to season two. I was. That's right. That thing came out of left field. I The first season was like uh, Star Wars, Barbie, He-Man, something else. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was awesome. And we were looking forward to it. I know I especially was. I just, the way it's put together, it's kind of a tongue in cheek. I think it's a Netflix thing. Isn't that right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's Netflix. It was, I watched it for sure. I don't know why we didn't talk about it, but I thought it was awesome. The second season did, uh, Star Trek toys. Mm-hmm. They did Transformers, yeah. Lego, and despite myself, I enjoyed yeah, the Hello, Hello Kitty. Kitty episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, so, well, the first season was the Barbie episode, and I'm like, I don't care about Barbie, but I'll watch it. And the thing is, you have to care about Barbie. It's the story around the people that created the toy, you know, the market for it and everything. And that was what was interesting. And the same thing yeah. with Hello Kitty it was actually interesting too. So, and seeing how much that stuff affected the market, you know, like oh, God, how yeah. huge these things were. You know, yeah. I, I thought it was an interesting second season as well. I really enjoyed that. Hope they do more. I think they've really done a good job of figuring out their format early on, like season one, season two, both. Yeah. I think it's the format of the show and the way they handle the interview segments and breaking back and forth between that and the documentary historical stuff. 
I think they've really hit something that's very difficult to do, and that's making a documentary interesting. Yeah. A lot of times a documentary can come off as too factual and too boring and too antiseptic, but mm-hmm. they have found oh, a way man. to make these things something that's it is a part of your childhood and you have such great nostalgic memories of it that you, you can't help but watch it. Yeah, yeah, you're spot on. It like treats it with reverence, but also mm-hmm. doesn't take it too seriously at the same time. And it tells a story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. They are doing a third season, by the way. Oh, they Sweet. are good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. You, you want to know what's on the docket? You know what they're covering? Okay. I don't know. Tell us. Power Rangers. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> my Little Pony. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh, my God. All right. Somebody give George something to bite on. He's going to need it for these next two. Oh, Lord. Wrestling. Ooh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, fuck me. All right. George is definitely going to watch those. <laughs> yeah, All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So, they're going to keep on going with it so obviously well received so yeah i saw it loved it i mean john i mean again you've been picking on me and george ah, picking so all right you have two in a row here right <laughs> no this is three in a row oh three okay yeah. that's even better that's even better let's do three in a row so what was it back in june's episode you were looking forward to the jurassic world right the new one the fallen kingdom oh yeah there was a jurassic was world that the movie, one where there? they were riding around in the damn bubble cars <laughs> see that's the thing i <sighs> i'm not sure <laughs> I know I saw it. I know I was looking forward to it. And we, okay. we kind of poked fun like, oh, it's more Jurassic Park. I couldn't tell you every Jurassic Park after Jurassic Park 3 is a blur to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's all Star-Lord running around with this girl in high heels. <laughs> how many, really many Star-Lord Jurassic Worlds have there been? Because I honestly don't know. Two maybe? Okay. I think yeah. two. At least two. I three. think Funky is the second one, but that's that's the one where they have to go and rescue the dinosaurs because the island's blowing up. Sure, oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. No, that's what it is. Okay. All right. I'll trust you. That, that's, and you then know, they, bring the, they bring the dinosaurs back to the mainland because what could possibly go well, wrong? But isn't it like right. some bad guys yeah. bringing it back and Star-Lord doesn't want to bring them yeah. back or something, right? So it's kind of a King Kong yeah, parallel. There's always some bad guy fucking something up. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. You know, military selling it to third world dictators. Yeah, I, gotta gotta go. I think Jurassic really? Park. Good Lord. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think to me, Jurassic Park now has become like a really, really loud rock concert. Like when I first got there, it was loud and rocking and I'm like, you're excited. And now I'm like, it's, it's really loud. Can we just turn it down a little? It's just, it, it's, it's just this, this constant din just kind of ringing in my ears is the first one was like, when you first saw a dinosaur, you're like, holy crap, how amazing. Mm-hmm. But now it's just kind of, it's all background noise and they're just typical stories told on the backdrop of these dinosaur things I mean, and they don't they jump, all have don't stand the exact out. same plot though that's how right? i feel yeah they don't really yeah, stand I mean, they out actually so. do, yeah. right? there's dinosaur someone's making dinosaurs yeah they think they can control it and they don't yeah turns out they're wrong somebody gets eaten <laughs> the first story though it had a, it had that as the hooks but there was something underlying in the first jurassic park and i'm talking about the novel and the film not just yeah. in those subsequent jurassic parks what i feel like they never had they didn't have character development or heart the first one you know the sam neil character he really like he hated yeah. kids he didn't want to do anything except for look after his fossils oh, and yeah. then his girlfriend well, the even- ellie person and everything and and then they just kept retreading those same stereotypes into different characters as they went along. It was never well, even the little new. characters like like Nedry, like you knew who Nedry exactly. was. With what he what did he get? Maybe eight minutes of screen time, right. but that's oh, fine. Yeah. You knew everything about him. You know his motivations. Yeah, it was it was much more of a character piece with when uh, dinosaurs were happening as opposed to a dinosaur spectacle. So, well, also, yeah. I think they, that whole message of you know should we do these kind of things? Is this valid science? Is this is this wrong? You know, the whole morality side was. Well, a I big think it's clear by now that we should one. not be doing. 
doing this. I would say no. Yeah, I would definitely vote that it was a mistake. You think about the Ian Malcolm character. I mean, what do you remember about Ian Malcolm? Every quote you remember of Ian Malcolm is from the first film. Even though he's been in several of the films, you don't remember anything from the other films. It's because that first film had all the impact. After that, you should have just left it the fuck alone. I love Michael Crane, one of my favorite writers of all time. (laughs) They talked him into going back and writing that sequel novel just because the first movie was so damn popular and made so much money. He should have left it the hell Mm. alone. God rest his soul, should have left it alone. Yeah. You say they don't make things like they used to. Well, they still make Lionel's big and rugged like when we were kids. This Christmas, don't give your children anything less than your father gave you. A big, rugged Lionel train. We made it to the summer of 2018. It's uh, George, your memory should be getting better. It's only about six months ago now. It's yeah, that's year, not going to so. happen. <laughs> it still doesn't help. <laughs> First we have is in July. Uh, Mo, you were very much looking forward yeah. to the Ant-Man and the Wasp oh, film. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely saw mm-hmm. that one. Okay. And, uh, I liked it. I really enjoyed it. It was it was a good sequel. It was a good sequel. Lots of yeah. action. and Anytime you get to take a building yeah. and turn it into a suitcase, that's awesome. <laughs> Exactly. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I thought the whole thing, you talk about like character that we kind of talked about before. You really like the Paul, was it Paul Rudd's oh, character? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Scott Lang. And, yeah. and you yep. feel for him. And he's, yeah, you get him like, you know, he's on house arrest. So he turned his house into like an, a big adventure thing for his daughter. You know, I mean, it was just awesome. You know, I, I saw that one too. And the thing that, it was a great film, but I think the biggest testament I can give to it is this was really right on the heels of what's the uh, Infinity mm-hmm. War, right? The, the, the huge end of Infinity right. War with, you know, half the universe going away. And I sat through Ant-Man and Wasp and didn't even occur to me its connection to the Marvel Universe until the post credit right. scene. I went, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I, you would think if it wasn't interesting, you'd go in there going, all right, how does this connect? And you're kind of overanalyzing. I enjoyed that on its own merits and didn't even think about that until the end when they connected it up, which I thought was really awesome. And that's how post credit scene should be. It should surprise you. And that well, that's it. the honestly, yeah. there's a magic between pairing Paul Rudd with Scott Lang. The character in the comic book, Scott Lang, is exactly who Paul Rudd is in an actor. He's tongue in cheek. He's funny. He's got a dry wit and everything. That's exactly what Scott Lang, the comic book character is. Putting those two people together, it's just right time, right place kind of stuff. And that's why those films work so well. Yeah. It's like the casting. Yeah. You know, who, who else could be Iron Man than Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah, I mean, exactly. somebody will be one day, but he just, for me, just epitomizes what I envisioned uh, Tony Stark yeah, being. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really good casting. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're sticking with you, Mo. So a little later right. in July, you were looking forward to an expansion to Far Cry 5 called oh, Lost yeah. on Mars. Oh, yeah. 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 Never played it. I apparently got lost on the PC. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Never played what? it. Never played it. Really? Never played it. Never even bought it, actually. Because uh, ah. at the time, it was supposed to come out, I guess, a couple weeks after that. And it's just like, I was just kind of far cried out. I get it. From the yeah. first game. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Far Cry I enjoyed 5. It. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And, but I was like, ah. you know, it was almost like, I'll get to it eventually. And just too many other things cropped up that were more interesting, to be honest. Do you think it's something it'll pick up if it ever comes on a Steam sale later? Or? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm waiting oh, for. Right. It's going to pop up with a Steam sale. I'll be like, oh, crap. And I'll buy it. Yeah. Insta-buy. And I figure that's going to happen any day now. <laughs> it shouldn't be long. No, it shouldn't be. John, you were looking forward to a show on A&E, right? Oh, uh, The Culture Shock. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's uh, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one yeah, with I, the cassette tape logo. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, it had, it had a VHS tape on it, actually. Yeah. And I saw that. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this? Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Arr! 
hit the brakes. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's a series that's uh, all about our era. You know, things like mm-hmm. uh, it had an episode all about Michael Jackson's passing. It had an episode about the Osbournes and kind of the phenomenon around there, or freaks and geeks. Yep, that was a good episode. Yeah, it was. So you watched this too, George? I did, absolutely. Matter of fact, I just finally, like within the last month and a half, was able to get a hold of the Chris Rock, the final one in that season, the Chris Rock culture shock. I don't think that's the one I haven't seen yet. Yep. Oh, that was so good. That was so yeah. good. Yeah, it was a good series. I, I mean, it was, I think because it was kind of a uh, a limited run thing, I don't know why we didn't talk about it again, but I enjoyed it. And I, I don't know if they're going to continue it or not. I haven't seen any list of new episodes coming out, but I hope they do more of them because they were, you know, I'm a sucker for documentaries. And this was basically, let's, it's like a documentary series with a certain kind of tone, kind of like the toys who made us. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And yeah, I hope they do more of them. So I, I did, I, I dug that. It was I sweet. like this whole idea of switching documentaries from the movie format where they're hour and a half long on one subject to the episodic television format mm-hmm. where there can be 30 minutes or 45 minutes and talk about different things throughout a season. I think that's much more consumable for me as a person who I also enjoy documentaries a little really? bit, but sometimes yeah. watching two hours about a kid who became a famous basketball player out of Louisiana or something. You know, it's just too much to sit through. Give me 30 minutes. Give me the highlights. Yeah. Gotta wear Let me get going on to something else. But <laughs> yeah, I've liked both Toys That Made Us and Culture Shock. They've both been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's like these where they've, uh, they hit a good pace and they have a good production exactly. quality, then yeah, keep, bring them on, bring them on. Uh, let's move on into uh, August. Mo, we had found uh, earlier in the year, we had found the series Get Shorty based on the film and you were looking forward to the second season. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you catch the second season? I watched the second season. I loved it. Okay. It was as good as the first season. Uh, it was interesting. It was a little different, you know, because like, I guess the movie is kind of like they're about to go to the actual premiere and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it changed a bit. It changed a bit, but and the relationship with his family kind of crumbled and all that stuff. But overall, though, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good second season. Okay. I was really happy his family relationship did crumble because that added a little bit of realism to the situation because there's no way as good as that woman was was to him like she yeah. was always so understanding she was putting up so, so much shit. Oh, yeah. yeah you know how she didn't divorce and want to smack him with a lawsuit sooner than that totally <laughs> man, don't get me wrong i love his character he's very lovable but, but he's broken. as a partner in a marriage no yeah 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 he, he, he's a broken flawed character yeah and frankly it was getting unbelievable that she was so understanding for so long <laughs> yeah <laughs> considering that they had a child to be concerned with you know he had this young daughter right in her teens exposing her to all that yeah it's it, it was inevitable and I think it made the show feel more real, Frank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that they would have done a little bit more with the daughter's anger. They did some with that, but then, you know, she was like, oh, it's my daddy. I, I wish they would have done a little bit more true to form. Like the daughter would have got just as angry with him as the mother. That would have been really interesting to watch his character break down emotionally based on the daughter, like hating him. Yeah. 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 All right, Mo, while we got you, let's move on a little yeah. later in August. And we, we alluded to this, I think a little bit earlier, uh, your daughter stealing some things from you. You were very much looking forward to doing uh, cosplay projects with your daughter. Yeah, and I'm still kind of looking forward to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, she's got all the okay. equipment now. She doesn't need you. She's got the quality. Right. She's got the high def yeah. cameras. What does she need dad for? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> she's uh, all these her own plans. I don't know where the hell these came from. <laughs> her, you know, thinking, thinking for herself. I, I don't that's, know. That's really inconvenient. <laughs> it's really inconvenient. And so she's been a little slow getting her costume put together. So, but she's she takes after me. She procrastinates like hell. And me. And so and you. now she's and at George. the point 
point where she's uh, <laughs> like she has to start working on it really hard and heavy because she has to get it ready for what show? Megacon. Oh, she gonna try and get oh, it ready okay. for Megacon? Yeah, that's coming up pretty soon. Oh yeah, yeah. She had planned on starting. I mean, at least as far back as August of last oh, year, yeah. and still not quite. And so uh, she has a whole book of plans <laughs> of what she's gonna do. She just hasn't started the actual build yet. Okay. She just hasn't started the actual build yet. But hopefully that if she starts the next couple of weeks and she can make it. But other than that, though, it's gonna be kind of a lost. It's gonna be tough. So. Yeah, she's gonna have to pull one out of mothballs and repeat. Yeah, I still want to love to work on it with her. So I'm looking forward to it. All right. All right, John. I'm getting tired of you picking on Mo again. That's like five in a row or something on Mo. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, like, I'm so hurt. And by the way, I think it's funny that we have characterizing these as picking on one person or the other. It's like, I really don't want to talk about this crap, but okay, John's forcing us to. So in August, you talked an awful lot about wanting to go see a movie that honestly was not really something I was interested in, but you were. It's called The Nun. Yes. Yeah. The Nun was a, a horror movie uh, that didn't get awesome reviews, but it was in the, the Conjuring series that I very much enjoy. And the Conjuring series is connected to the Annabelle series, all of that. They're all kind of connected. And um, I have not seen it yet. <laughs> didn't get around to it. You know, I have it. I downloaded it. It's in my library. And, you know, I think I might be suffering a little bit from uh, Walking Dead syndrome that George has. Mm-hmm. Is So I haven't seen The Nun yet, but I also haven't seen the second Annabelle film yet, but I also didn't watch the first Annabelle film yet. So I'm like, you know, maybe I should watch these in order, even though that's not the chronological order. So like I never got to the done because I'm like, I want to make sure I'm immersed in the mythology and I know everything that's supposed to happen and references to things. And I just haven't gotten around to catching up on the back episodes of the, these series. I'm just wondering which one of the three of us is going to quit doing our genetic screwing up duties so that we can start catching up on all this crap that we said we were going to watch. Like all of a sudden YouTube videos just stopped coming out. Podcasts stopped getting stop edited. <laughs> uh, sorry, George had to watch The Walking Dead. Sorry, everybody. That's right. <laughs> Here's a video of George watching The Walking Dead. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's riveting. Riveting. Five hours straight. <laughs> Same episode in August. Um, Mo, you were looking forward to the Jack Ryan series, which I think was oh, on yeah. Amazon. Good series. Yep. Amazon Prime. It was on yeah. Amazon. Very good. Very well done. I liked it. If anything, I thought it was too short. Oh, really? Okay. You know, yep. I think they needed more episodes. Hmm. I'll say this about the Jack Ryan series. Best Jack Ryan since Hunt for Red October. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I never liked the other characters that played it, but he played, I mean, he does a good job because mm-hmm. he's really supposed to be an analyst. Right, yeah. Right, that gets thrown into these situations, yep. right? The acting was great in it. I thought the storyline, you know, they didn't try to keep with the books and stuff, which is awesome because it's basically all fresh and new. I wasn't hugely invested in the Jack Ryan mythology. I mean, I know him from Red October, of course, and a couple other things, but I'm not, wasn't like really bought into the character. I know who he is. Uh, and so I had this downloaded on my tablet and I think I watched it on, I had some international flight and I watched like the whole seven or eight episodes like in a run. Uh-huh. Now, even though I didn't have a lot of background on it, I really enjoyed it too. It felt like some Jack Bauer level stuff going on. It was very 24 yeah, really did in a lot of ways. So I enjoyed the action. A, the nice thing was it was action and, you know, badassery, but it also, uh, there was a human story going on with, you know, the struggle internally and with his boss improving himself and all that kind of thing. Well, and also the yeah. bad guy characters, right? That's the mark of any great oh, yeah. piece of fiction is that oh, you yeah, can yeah. find yep. something to relate to with them. And the fact that they had that whole childhood trauma kind of thing going on, and then you see it develop throughout the rest of the series. I, I thought they handled that whole storyline brilliantly. Yeah. Yeah. The mark of a good bad guy is, again, we've talked about before on the show, is a great bad guy doesn't think he's bad. He thinks he's doing the right thing morally. Right. Right. And I think, yeah, Jack, Jack Ryan had that. Are they going to do more of that one? Do you know? Oh, uh, yeah. So let's do more seasons. That's okay. what I understood. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, right. I think it, it's been pretty well received, too. So I'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, if I they think don't. so. All right. Let's push forward a little bit. 
into September. We're almost to the end of the summer here. I guess this might be early fall. What do you want to call it? But yeah. Mo, you were looking forward to The Predator. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe I was looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I never saw it in a theater. Okay. I did see it though. I you did, did watch it. it. Okay. Uh, actually, I, I watched it probably a few weeks ago. So just recently you caught it. Okay. Yeah. And? It was pretty eh. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it okay, was, so not terrible, eh. just eh? All right. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it was an action movie and it had, you know, the Predator's cool no matter what you do, right? Yeah. But everything else around it, I was like, eh, I could care less. Yeah. He kills some people. I'm like, yeah, all right. That's what he does. <laughs> you didn't really care a whole lot about the people he was killing. That's what I found. I, you could see that yeah. they tried to retread the characters from the original film a little bit, but mm-hmm. it, it just, it, they weren't good. And probably no. the most interesting <laughs> part in the movie was that giant Predator. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. The whole genetically oh, really? infused. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's Predatorzilla. The, well, in this yeah, one, much. instead of the Predators <laughs> just being hunters, they've developed them into people who are hunting for a reason. And the reason is that they're trying to steal genetic code from the best of each species they hunt in order to make themselves better. Hmm. Okay. So yeah. neat premise. Way too complicated. But yeah. Way too complicated <laughs> for who the Predator is. You don't see the Predator being that in anything that's led up to this. So it's really yeah. hard to swallow now. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I liked it better when the Predator was just a hunter. Yeah. So should I watch it? Do you think? What do you think? Should I bother? Uh, I would watch. I mean, it was okay to watch. I didn't feel cheated, except, you know, I, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that, actually. Let me take a step back on yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> please. I would say it was an okay movie. And if you like the Predator genre movies, then it, it does okay. I mean, it, it checks most of the boxes. It's just, yeah. you know, if you're looking for something more than that, though, you're not going to get I'd say it wait until you caught up with all your other stuff and then watch it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I would say, yes, all for right. sure. When I catch up on Annabelle and the Nun right. and all that, maybe I'll circle back around. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. So, John, I know you were looking forward to a podcast that I know I was looking forward to as well. Oh, yeah. Yep. Serial Season 3. So, listen, the fact that this podcast exists, the fact that any podcast in 2019 exists, they have Serial to thank because podcasting was pretty yeah. much a little underground, non-mainstream thing until a spinoff from This American Life called Serial came out in, I want to say 2015 maybe? 2014, yeah, 2015? Like that, yeah. And it just blew the doors off of <sighs> everything else in production quality, in investigative journalism, Journalism, uh, and it proved that it actually made people realize podcasting was a thing rather than just yeah. the tab you never clicked on in iTunes. It was a thing. Yeah, even Saturday Night Live even did a skit about oh, it. Oh, yeah. So. It's so mainstream. <laughs> and it made podcasting it made it legitimate. Anyway, yeah. it's so good. Uh, even the second season I didn't like, I enjoyed just because it's so well done. The third season fell somewhere between the first and the second. Yep, uh, like so many things this year, I don't know that I finished listening to season three. Not because it, again, didn't, not because it didn't have great journalism. It did. Not because it wasn't well produced. It's amazing. Probably the best sounding, best produced podcast that exists. But the story just didn't grab me. It was kind of meandering around. They weren't following any one kind of thing. It didn't feel serialized like it usually is. It felt very episodic. Yeah, that's true. Like you could listen to them out of order and been fine. You could. Yeah. So did you yeah. listen to them as well, Mo? Yes, I did. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, okay. I thought it was interesting, especially because it was looking at the judicial system like from all sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think they did a good job. I mean, I was sympathetic to like everybody. The police, the criminals 
criminals, the judges, the attorneys, and all of them. I'm like, holy crap, how do they do this job? Right. Yeah. And all the deal making and the, the yeah. plea bargaining and all that stuff is. I, I think it just suffered from you know, the whole M. Night Shyamalan thing. You know, they hit a yeah, home run the, the first They came bat. out of the gate with such a good first season. It's so impossible to follow up. It? Yeah. yeah. How know? do you beat six? I have six? a different take on it, honestly, because I, oh, well, I mean, okay. I didn't pick up on Serial when it first came out. I didn't listen to season one, never really listened to season two. You guys kept dragging me along with this podcast journey that we've been on for the last year or so. And <laughs> I've always been more interested in the fictionalized podcasts, things like the Black Tapes or sure. Limetown, Tannis, Tannis. Or yeah, those things. kinds of things. Sure. I've always yeah. been more interested in those. Uh, what was the Wolverine Long Night? That was a really fun one that I just finished recently. But mm-hmm. Serial Season 3, I really enjoyed it. I liked it at all. Oh, you listened lot. to this one? This is a I true did. crime thing. I can't believe you listened to it. That's, I know. Uh, that's very interesting to me. Tell me more. <laughs> I really enjoyed it because of the things that you were just talking about. I like the fact that it didn't follow one single person because to me, okay, sometimes it. if you follow one single person for a very long time, it can get a little stale. I'm not saying that's what happened with Serial Season 1 because you guys are obviously super into it and I haven't listened to mm-hmm. it. But I liked how they went back and forth and then they kept picking up those threads as they went along. That's what we're doing with this podcast. We're picking up the threads that we left off a while back. Mm-hmm. They kept going back to characters. I got you. They kept, or not characters, but real people. They kept personalities. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. And I really enjoyed how they developed it along through the entire season. I'm actually looking forward to a season four if they do something similar. And I found it fascinating, the whole behind the scenes look, because it made me have a different view on our judicial system than I already had, which was kind of leaning the way that Serial ended up. I think, Mm -hmm. but it gave me different glimpses into some of the ways that things go on. You know, and you had just said that you, you kind of get documentary fatigue. So I can see how this would have appealed to you because it was a little more bite-sized, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. All right. That's interesting. I'm stunned that you listened to it. I'm glad that you found it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And now I still like wish you would watch, listen to the first season, but I don't know if you'd enjoy it as much because it is so much, you know, one long story. So you might circle back around. It's, it's on your backlog. Probably will at some point. Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Next long car trip. Right. Yeah, right. All right. So, George, one more here at the end of September. Uh, You had said that uh, much as you enjoyed the Purge film, you discovered there was a Purge TV show and you added it to your DVR to start watching. Have you started watching it? What do you think? Hell yeah, I did. Yeah? Okay. That was an awesome (laughs) damn TV series. I liked it more than what I've been staying away from with The Walking Dead lately. And that's hard to say. Wow. Because, you know, I've been such a big Walking Dead fan for so long, comic Mm -hmm. books, the series and everything. This Purge... TV series. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that are going to bash me for it. I love the shit out of this TV series. It was awesome. I cared about the characters right from the very beginning, especially the main protagonist in the series. I cared about him and his sister an awful lot. They found ways to go back to their past, but still keep it in the present. I loved all the characters around them, the people that were against them, the people that would help them. And just like 24, it took place all over one night. Oh, really? Yes, a single purge. Which I was very happy about. Now, the way that they broke it up, though, was they showed historical segments, you know, like flashbacks and everything. Flashback stuff. So that allowed them to extend it to more episodes, you know, giving them more time. But holy crap, was that such a fun series. Way better than the last Purge movie, which was awful. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they really did such a good job. Whoever it is that are the showrunners for the Purge TV series, they need to put them in charge 
of the next film if they weren't already in charge. <laughs> wow, what a ringing endorsement, man. Yeah, I mean, I watched it as well, um, and I enjoyed it. Maybe not quite as much as you, but I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Um, the thing that really got me, though, that I really liked is that when you get to the end, like it's all different storylines they're following throughout the whole series. And at the end, they all come together. Sure. And you, yeah. re- oh. and you realize that it was all one story. Yeah. And I thought that was really well done. That takes some coordination. They, yeah. I think it was another thing, too, of casting. We talked about that a little while oh, ago, yeah. that sometimes great casting can make a show even better than it is written. And one of the actors I want to point out, he's the same guy that the first time I ever discovered him was in the TV series Oz. He was the oh, yeah. attorney who gets drunk drive, you know, arrest and then and kill somebody. Yeah, he ends up in jail and he gets taken advantage of and he goes through that whole character arc throughout the entire series. Then he was one of the um, one of the guys who was in the Wayne's World segments as the Bebopper. And he's been in a lot of stuff since then. He's done turns on Castle, one of my other favorite TV series of all time. Man, he really shined in this series. At first, you, you see him in there and it looks like he's a bad guy. Then in the next episode, it looks like he's a good guy. Then it looks like he's a bad guy again. And it goes back and forth the whole time until you really figure out who he is. And I thought they did that so well. They hit it so perfectly until it was time to reveal it. I just loved it. You know, when you were looking forward to this, I haven't watched this at all yet, but what I did do is I went back and based on your enthusiasm for this, I went back and watched the Purge film for the first time. Oh, I had never seen it. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. And I actually enjoyed it. I didn't realize it was a really good thriller despite the kind of like almost parody of itself it's become now with the sequels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the first one was a pretty interesting. I mean, it was parts of it I saw kind of coming. They foreshadowed pretty hard. Yeah, sure. Other parts I didn't. But as a thriller, and I saw it for the first time out of the gate, I enjoyed that too. So even though I haven't seen the series, you helped me uh, expose me to the original film. Awesome. So I appreciate that. That's cool. Okay, Volcano, do your stuff. Fire! Mask. Wow. Where illusion is the ultimate weapon. Mask, Volcano, and Outlaw, each sold separately. New from Kenner. We are solidly into the fall of 2018. We're into October, heading into the winter. Mm. And uh, we all three had one early October. George, let's start with you. You were looking forward to doing your first live stream on the YouTube channel. Yeah. I was there. Yes. Tell me about your experience doing that. I'm, I'm glad it's over. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. I felt like that I enjoyed myself. I felt like it came off decently. There was a lot of stuff that I would like to do better if I ever do a follow-up, which I do wish to do. Mm-hmm. The live stream was all about playing an entire session of a game that John, you and I discovered in the 90s that we love, Phantasmagoria 2, A Puzzle of the Flesh. Right. And I wanted to play the entire game from beginning to end in the live stream. I ended up getting about three-fifths of the way through. Mm-hmm. It was a lot longer than you remember, It was huh? quite a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because we didn't really play it all the way through the yeah, first time. Yeah, we did it, we in, played in little it bites. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Segments, yeah. yeah. You know, we took bets whether he would make it all the way through or not, and uh, I think I think I <laughs> <laughs> bet against you, George, and Mo bet for you. Right. But listen, I take no pleasure in the fact that you didn't finish it. I give you full credit. That was a marathon. Oh, yeah. On your live stream, if you didn't see this, George had a off to the bathroom slate he put up because, I mean, this was a marathon yeah. he was doing. <laughs> yeah. So there was a time when he had to take a breather. and uh, A breather, yeah. I say. A leaker, I guess. What you were saying. kind of reminded me of these, uh, no, the Jerry Lewis telethons when he gets like hour <laughs> right. 30. You know? <laughs> right. Jerry's there, his tie is off. Yeah. He's, you know, yeah, his tie is half off. He's 
sweaty. <laughs> and we even like remember because it was last minute kind of stuff. We were thinking like I remember John when we were planning the production of it and last minute right right up before it, we were like, okay, what are we going to do for the nude scenes? We can't show them, but I have to play through them. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, you. So get, we put up the little yep. blur video and the. Uh, it was so yeah, much fun. Little, the little things thing that came something. out of that. We yeah. haven't been able to use them since, but <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Now I was enjoying looking forward to that, but on that same episode, you were enjoying looking forward to a podcast that I love. Oh, I'm so ashamed. <laughs> yes. Limetown season two. You're ashamed? Why are you ashamed? I, I still haven't finished Limetown season no, two. Me neither. Really? I listened to the first couple, but I haven't finished it yet. I loved Limetown season one. I've re-listened to the first season of Limetown many times. Mm-hmm. Limetown season two, They it sounds like a podcast that got a budget and it's so overproduced and there's so many characters weaving in and out and I had trouble following the thread of the story. Yeah, I, I yeah, understand. I'm with, I'm with you on that. Uh, I think I listened to the first three. Me too, because the first couple, I was like, what are we talking about here? Like, is this... Yeah. We're looking back. You know, we're looking forward. And who are these people we're talking to now? Yeah. I don't not enjoy it. I do. In fact, I bought the companion book, which shamedly, again, oh, I have right. not yet yeah. read. You really need to get this book. It really yeah. uh, fleshes yeah. out the characters. Blah, blah, blah. And I was ready to read it. I took it with me on a vacation. I figured I'll read it during this vacation. And then I started listening to the podcast. It kind of turned me off. It's like, I'm so confused. Like, it hurts my head. I just want to not think about it for a minute. Whereas Limetown is such a linear story. Mm-hmm. It has lots of little twists yeah. and it's very obvious what's happening, even those full of surprises. The second season, it, it, I want to finish it. I want to like it, uh, but I was, I felt confused. I was puzzled. Well, the first biggest mistake that they made was not finding a way to bring back the protagonist from season one. Mm-hmm. That's one of the yep. reasons why Limetown works so well. You cared about that character. And when you start a second season and you don't even hear that character, that's going to put you off on shaky ground right away. I listened to the entire season two of Limetown. I will say that if you can push past past the first few episodes, it'll start to make a little bit more sense as you go along, but I'm not going to say it was nearly as good as season one. It was not. I'd hoped so. Yeah. 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 It was kind of odd. Like, you know, Leah Haddock was like yeah. the mm-hmm. linchpin of the first season and kind of, she's the linchpin of the second season that I heard. Yeah. She's just not present. They're all seeking her, finding out what happened to her, but she's not there. Yeah. And it's just not, I don't know if you've got it. It's like making a Rocky film and Rocky not being in it. That's what it was. Exactly. Yep. Right. It's the statue <laughs> of Rocky. What's happening in the shadow of Rocky, but no yeah. Rocky. Like even the like, Creed eh. films yeah. from Rocky, Rocky's still in those too. <laughs> yep, of course. Yep. That's why yeah. it's good. Yeah. That's a big part of why it's good it also. Is. Sure. Mo, back to you. Same yeah. episode in October, you were amped to see Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, I was amped and then I didn't see it at the time. Okay. Because my daughter was totally amped to see it too. I was like, okay, we'll see it together and our schedules just could never mix. So I finally watched it recently because it, it, okay. it came out in video. So I did see it. Part of me wishes I did see it in a theater, to be honest. Really? Just yeah. for the, yeah. the sound like okay. the big sound that you'd get from it because I feel like that was missing but I really I really enjoyed it maybe it's because I've you know I've always been a huge fan of Queen ever since you know way back when I haven't seen it yet at all so I actually just watched it this past week okay. oh yeah okay and I thought Fresh some of the stuff like behind that I guess kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff that they did it's like like you know the We Will Rock mm-hmm. You song 
stomp, yeah. stomp, clap, stomp, clap. Right. They actually did that intentionally just to give the crowd something that they could sing along with. Yeah, I saw that in the trailer. Yeah, and yeah, it was, trailer part, you know, was based off of the fact that Freddie Mercury got the crowd so into some of the stuff that they started responding back. And they had that one scene yeah. where he's, you can just see that shock and awe on his face when the crowd, it's in a country that doesn't speak English, and yet they're singing a song back to him and he's just amazed. And then <laughs> the other guys in the band said, well, we want to give the audience more participation in the shows. And that's kind of a hallmark of Queen that they always find ways to involve you in the story of the song. But I think it's so yeah. cute that Mo thought to qualify his response to this by saying, it just came out on video. So that's why I watch it. Bullshit. We know you downloaded it from public domain, just like the rest of us. Quit trying to front. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, nice you know, I figured the FBI would come after you first. And, you know, <laughs> it's going to be less obvious. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, it was, it was very good. Yeah, it was okay. really good. I, I, I'm going to watch it. I just haven't gotten to it. I'm going to stick with you, Mo. We're all the way up to November now. Mm-hmm. You were looking forward to the next Harry Potter film-ish, uh, Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald. Seen yeah, it? and Liked have it? not seen it. <laughs> have not seen it's it. It's not out on video yet. <laughs> I didn't see it in the theater. I just I just never got around to it. Especially, I mean, November, you know, then all the good Christmas movies are coming out. Yeah. And I just, honestly, it just totally fell off my radar and I never saw it. No interest or just, I'll, just I'll, again, uh, overload? You know, I'll, so I'm sure I'll watch it at some point. Okay. <laughs> but, well, I mean, if, if like, like I wouldn't have not seen Ralph Breaks the Internet, I, no matter how busy I got, because I was passionate about right. it. You would make the time right. for that you should, But you, it was something you're interested in, but not passionate about. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. We've made it to December. We're almost up to Woo-hoo. the end of the year. Uh, and I think I have one that- I uh, need to go put up one of those break signals again. Can we do that? Like from the live stream? Can I put <laughs> sure. up a break sign? A bathroom break? We'll do that. We'll play some girl from Ipanema. Oh, you go off. You should play that Wheezy song. The Wheezy song. The Wheezy song. The Wheezy song. Is that the Jefferson Seeds? The Jefferson Seeds. You know, the Weezy song. (laughs) Moving on creep. So, (laughs) December 6th, Mo and George, you were fighting over who got to look forward to this the most. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Well, Mo won because I'm guessing he saw it. You haven't seen it? You haven't seen it? I have not had a chance. I've been wondering why I still... I know. (laughs) Unbelievable. It is like one of... I mean, not just animated. To me, it was one of the best superhero movies that have been done. Yeah, I mean, Jason, who's on our Drawn and Panel podcast as my co-host, you know, he is probably the biggest Spider-Man fan of all time. And he said this was the best Spider-Man movie he's ever seen, period. Yeah, he was gushing over it. Yeah, yeah, he loved it as well. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was awesome. I mean, it was funny, had a lot of good action, had a lot of heart. I mean, I just, there was nothing I could say is bad about this movie. Uh, wow. I am super surprised that you didn't get to see this, George. Mr. Comic well, Book no, didn't it make wasn't. time. So I, I purposely <laughs> wanted to go see it with my son. Fair enough. And yep. we were both looking forward to it. He got sick the weekend we were planning. I got sick the next weekend we were planning. Then 20 mm. million other things came up. It was just one of those things sure. that we're both still super interested. And he even asked me, are we going to go to see it this week? I'm like, is it even still in the theater now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, right? Yeah. So, oh, goodness. Yeah. It's it's worth it. If you can, if you can see it in the theater, I definitely would. Yeah, I would uh, see It'd be the easy theater. to get a good seat now. Sure. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's> super easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make time if you can. I mean, you will watch it a home video at home, but you should see this one in the theater, I think. You'll be glad you did. I'll see if it's on tonight. Maybe we'll there you go. go. Okay, I think you'd be you glad go. you did. Yep, absolutely. All right, John, that same episode, you were looking forward to 
to something that we all participated oh, in. Oh, worked hard You were at. looking forward to the A to Z series on our YouTube channel. Oh, man, was I looking forward to it. And, and I look back on it fondly, too. That was a labor of love that we worked on for probably six months. Yeah. Putting together that we did 26 little short form videos on our YouTube channel. And we released them every mm-hmm. day for 26 days during the holidays, which was part experiment and part feature that we did for the holidays and part a little bit of a break. So we didn't have to generate other stuff during that time if we didn't want to, which was nice. I loved it personally. I'll, in a second, I'll ask each of you what you felt about it. It didn't get the response we had hoped. It didn't move the needle like we had hoped, but it got a lot of good engagement from viewers. And I would I would revisit the same kind of project again in the future if we could find the right thing to do it to do with it, frankly. Mm-hmm. What about what about you, George? What was your feelings on it? I mean, I enjoyed it. I felt like that I was a little disappointed. I didn't quite do as well with the SEO as I wanted to, to get it out there in front of more people. Oh, don't, I think don't beat yourself over that. All, oh, you yeah, did a great no, job. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I think they all the episodes were really well done and really, really well produced. I thought we made smart choices in the selections for the different letters because two things happened. A, we got a lot of comments saying, oh, I remember this. And then B, we got yep. some comments of, the other way around. how come you didn't pick this? What's wrong with you? How could you yeah. pick this? Right. Yeah. Engagement's and I, engagement. That's engagement. Perfect video. Next, period. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Taking your card. Which I really liked because then that gives us the avenue to move forward if we wanted to do the same series again. Obviously, there are a lot more choices we could make with the letters or mm-hmm. we could do some things of like yeah. top five, top tens of things kind of stuff. I really enjoyed it. I just, I wish it would have gotten out there in front of more people. Yeah, it, but it's still out there. I mean, it, and I still see them getting views periodically. So it still mm-hmm. spark someday. It's not like uh, all of a sudden Vectrex is no longer a game from the 80s. It's always going to be. <laughs> sure. So right. somebody will find it maybe. So. <laughs> Mo, how about you? What was your thoughts on the A to Z series? We all work so hard on that. Yeah, I said, I really liked it because I thought it was it was fun doing it as like a group project. You know, I thought that was kind mm-hmm. of neat that we all did our sure. did parts and put it all together. And yep. if I said that, you know, would we do something? I think we could do something similar in the future. I don't know if I necessarily do the A to Z because we had a hard time with some of the letters. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you gave me your hardest letters. I don't want to hear your shit. I gave you one of my hardest letters. And then some, I mean, come on. Some of these letters were like, uh, like, you know. John, would you please do Q? All right. I mean, would you also take my Z? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was tough, right? So for your sake, we should do this. Oh, oh, right, right. Since I'm going to dump the hard ones on you, let's not make it so tough on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you but, so much. You know, but I like the idea of doing like a series that we kind of focus on one thing at a time over the course oh, sure. of yeah. you know, some periods. Well, I really plays like right that. Plays right into I think what that. George was talking about. You know, don't do long form things. If you can do bite size, sometimes that's easier to consume for people. So there's an audience for it. We're almost to the end of the year. Just a couple left. Uh, and we're going to stick with Mo. Mo, you had one we didn't circle back on. You were looking forward to seeing... Aquaman? Well, it's Aquaman. You were saying a- Aquaman. Aquaman. Right. We had, we had a listener who wrote in and said Mo can't say Aquaman properly and we had to bat. Anyway, the Jason Momoa thing, the Aquaman. Did you see yeah. it? What'd you think? Didn't see it. Didn't see it. <laughs> mispronounced the name, didn't go watch it. Did, exactly. After after that comment with, you know, he said that I mispronounced the name, I was just too ashamed. I just, it just soured you on it. You couldn't no, show your face um, in the theater. Actually, to say the truth, it was... Uh, I kind of fell out of the mood for that type of movie. Oh, superhero burnout? I think I got a little bit because I, I knew what to expect. I mean, it was, supposed to be, it was going to be a big movie. Plot's probably going to be a little thin, but some awesome action, awesome special effects. And I was like, eh, I mean, oh, I'll probably, okay. I will see it. It's just right. like, to see it in the theater, it just did not, it was not a draw for me to see it after that time. Wow. I, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. And oddly enough, it's been considered to be the best DC superhero film that they've done well, so far. Well, that's not tough. That's like the smartest kid on the short bus. Right. That's not real tough. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
you just made you just endeared us to a whole new audience. Good job. That's true. <laughs> I didn't see it. Did you see it, George? I did not. Fuck it. No. <laughs> no, it was just a timing thing. It it got down to because it came out very close to the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse film, like within a week or two, I think. Yeah. And Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse was more of our focus, but we wanted to go see both. And since we couldn't go see the first one, we Did certainly were going to go see the second one. Yeah. I gotcha. All right. All right, John. Last episode, last comment. You're finally going to get to talk about Timeless. Jump into it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I was looking forward to the Timeless finale movie. That fantastic oh, yeah. NBC series. It got canceled and then renewed within a couple of days. Yeah, we got an awesome season two. <laughs> they killed it. At least they offered us a finale movie because the end of the second season, they were expecting a third season mm-hmm. and they left it with this cliffhanger. Yeah, sure. Yeah, serious cliffhanger. Serious cliffhanger. Yeah. And I think by the end of the second season, I think all three of us were watching that show now, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I've been watching it already. So uh, I was really excited about the finale. I have mixed feelings about the finale. Of course, I saw it. It was definitely satisfying to get to button up all these little loose ends that were left. But and I don't think it's just sour grapes because it means it's the end of Timeless for me. I would have been okay with a really, a really solid finale. And I think instead of being able to do a finale film, that finale film felt like a season's season three scripts mushed into a couple of hours. It felt really rushed. Mm. Uh, they had to throw away some of the plot threads. They had to hurry up and rescue people that were, you know, in peril at the end of the second season. Awesome production. We got to see the characters that I loved. I got some, some closure. They left a tiny little nugget at the end to possibly pick it up later if they wanted, but it just felt too rushed to really be the same thing I enjoyed in the series. What yeah. about you guys? I, I totally agree. It was just too rushed. They're trying to cover so much ground and I'm not sure how they could have done it any better to be honest I don't, I don't you know? either yeah I mean I'm criticizing but I don't have any better solutions yeah exactly <laughs> I, I mean I'm glad that they were able to button up some of the lo- storylines and all that kind of stuff but yeah it, to tell you the truth it kind of made me more angry than into season three now George you and I talked a little bit offline I think mm-hmm. you have a little different take on this you really enjoyed I it I really enjoyed you? it yeah so Timeless season one I enjoyed a little bit more on your recommendation than the series itself season two I kind of liked as well and it was fun and I really started getting into it right about the time that they were finishing out season two. And so I was like many people, I was looking forward to tying up the storylines when it got canceled. So I was a little disappointed when I watched the season finale movie or the series finale movie, whatever they want to call it. I remember specifically writing in one of our uh, channels of communication that it was the best finale thing that I've watched in a very, very long time. I really liked it. That's strong. I know that it was rushed and I understand why it was rushed, but I thought they still did such a good job with it. I mean, to take all of that and put it into that bottle of two hours, holy crap, did they really make everything hit home. I was crying during parts of the film. I was laughing during parts of the film. I was mad during parts of the film. I can't ask for anything more than that. <laughs> it did something right then. Yeah. Yeah. I can't argue with, I mean, the, the quality was there. I, I I don't disagree with that. I Maybe, I think you might have even said when we talked offline too, that it might have been that you weren't as heavily invested as I was, which is why you weren't as critical as the things that I was critical Probably. of. Probably. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. And also, I mean, you were from the beginning and near the end of season two, you were looking so forward to a season three because there was no way they were going to cancel it again. But then when they did, it seemed obvious. I think that yeah. tainted it a little bit for you. So when you did get something, it, it was almost like being promised a steak and somebody handing you a hot dog. The hot dog's still really fucking good. Yeah, but what would you hope yeah. for? Yeah. So <laughs> that's what you wanted. Yeah. Exactly. I yeah. think that's kind of what happened for you. Whereas me, 
I was just hungry. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So yeah. Hot dog, steak didn't matter. Chicken tender, I'd have been happy no matter what. Right. So you weren't expecting a ton, and you got way more than you exactly. expected, which is pretty good. That's a, I think that's fair. Yep. You know, as a whole though, I think timeless is something you look back on. I, I I go back periodically when I should be watching something on my backlog and rewatch one of those, <laughs> just because I know it's like George. You go back and watch The Office mm-hmm. all the time because it's a known commodity, and you can enjoy. It. You know, you're going to have a yep. good time. I'll watch one of those episodes because they're so good. You, if you haven't seen that timeless, go back, watch it, write somebody, beg somebody, bring it back in the air. <laughs> as Pepto coats, it soothes heartburn as well as upset stomach and diarrhea. Oh, I didn't know you could tongue. Pepto Bismol, the one that coats, is the only one you need. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. If you have a friend who hasn't yet discovered Gen X Grown Up, tell them about us. They will thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is going to wrap it up for our look back at what we were looking forward to throughout 2018. I've enjoyed going back and, and buttoning up these little uh, remaining threads that we had. And some of them aren't buttoned up yet because there's things we didn't <laughs> actually watch that we thought we were. But at least we put closure to the fact of we were looking forward what happened. We got busy or didn't like it or that kind of thing. I like that. That was fun. I hope we could get to do this again. Yeah, to tell you the truth is like some of them I'm looking back. I'm like, really? I was looking forward to that? And then, <laughs> and then some of them I'm like, okay, I see why we didn't follow up on it. Yeah, yeah. Because either underwhelmed us or it just really didn't. Or slipped under the radar or off to the back burner somewhere. Okay, guys. Hey, thanks for taking the time to do this special edition recording with me. Yes, sir. Oh, sure. This is fun. Fourth listener, know that again, this is a special edition. This does not interrupt our regular schedule of uh, Thursday releases. And if you're listening to this uh, early and you don't know us well, there will be regular shows every Thursday uh, and then a backtrack every other Thursday where we pick a single topic and dig in deep on that. And probably sometime in 2020, we'll look back on all (laughs) the things we didn't do in 2019. <laughs> so if you're a new listener, you have to go back and listen to a whole year's worth of podcasts. Well, I'm going to go back and be. watch some of the stuff we were talking about watching this episode. I'm not going back and listen to a whole bunch of podcasts. No kidding. Before we leave, a quick shout out and thank you to our patrons over on Patreon. I'm talking about Corey and Dana and Jessica, Marcus, Rose, Stuart, Stian, and Tom, who uh, take a nickel or two out of their pocket and donate it to us to help keep the lights on here at Gen X Grown Up. Could not thank you enough from the bottom of our heart. Thanks so much for that. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the podcast. I am John. George, thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, appreciate you. Oh, yeah. It was fun. And fourth listener, appreciate you most of all. We will (laughs) talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? No games, no puns. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. This podcast is an affiliate of the GWW Radio Network. Visit Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, TV, cosplay, and more. Okay, so we hope you will tune in for that. Until then, I am John. Thanks so much for being here, George. Yes, sir. And Mo, we'll talk to you next. Uh, what the hell? How did I do that wrong? How do I say goodbye wrong? What's wrong with my face? Oh, God damn. I don't All know. Right. Look on Try your dash again. cam. Maybe you can figure it out. It'll show me. Yeah. Oh, I see. It all makes sense now. <clears throat>
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.